0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It's Friday. You know what that means. Join us on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link of Rotowire.com. I'm here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. Great to be on with you as always, Todd. Uh, we have our usual two-start pitcher uh, discussion on tap, but we also have an interesting prospect call to talk about. Emmett Sheehan starting tonight. First off, though, how
2: are you on this Friday afternoon? doing well this is a uh, this is my third podcast this week so i i think my voice will be fine uh <laughs> filled in for jeff on tuesday and thursday and now i'm glad to let you do the heavy lifting on this one
1: yeah i'll steer the ship a little bit here but yeah <laughs> i'm sure you'll uh yeah you'll get a little bit of a breather next week after three pods yeah thanks for filling in with jeff and great stuff with uh tristan h cockroft and uh
2: yeah, I mean, yeah, I appreciate no, you feeling that.
1: that. Yeah, Tristan, yeah, no, we, we
2: we we should just tape our phone calls and just not have the podcast, just play that instead. But anyway,
1: well, I mentioned Emmett Sheehan, and you know, at first I didn't really recognize this name, I have to be honest, but this is a pretty highly touted prospect here, yeah. Emmett Sheehan of the Dodgers. James has him as the number one prospect in that Dodgers organization, and I looked at his uh, ranking on the site, I believe it was. 18, so uh, let me, yeah, uh, 18th-ranked prospect. He's got the double green arrows up, Emmett Sheehan, so pretty nice uh, vote of confidence there from James Anderson of RotoWire. and I was reading a little about him, and you know the, aside from sweeper, one of the buzzwords in baseball baseball's uh, vertical approach angle, and it sounds like that's kind of where Emmett Sheehan thrives. At least he kind of has that, Deception, where it looks like it's rising through the zone because it, the angle it comes in at, and uh, command a little iffy. But man, sounds like this is a guy who, uh,
2: given their needs in that rotation, could get a significant look. Yeah, we we should mention real quickly that these are James Anderson's updated prospect rankings. Just recently, yeah. fresh that fresh refreshed his uh, dynasty rankings. Uh, actually, you said prospect, but even so, it's, it's still good to mention anyway, right? So you mentioned rising effect. I think people at this point realize what that means is uh, major league players are accustomed to the ball dropping a certain amount, and when it doesn't yeah, naturally drop, with the, yeah, uh, with gravity, gravity right, of right when it doesn't drop as much as you think it's going to, it gives the effect of rising in TV. Well, anyway, I, I think it. I think it actually, wasn't there? There was a pitch this week by one of the Rogers brothers that actually was rising because he comes from so low. Uh, it actually was rising as it got to the plate, which is kind of cool. Uh, you can do that in softball and modified pitch softball. But anyway, neither here nor there. You mentioned the key and that's the, the control because the fastball and change up are definitely swing and miss stuff. Sheehan started the season at double A was promoted to triple A, but was called up before he got to start triple mm-hmm. A Oklahoma city. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's replacing. it uh, Wouldn't be Grove. Would be the other rookie that uh, drawing a mental block over the name right now. Gavin but, uh, Stone. Gavin was, Stone got a chance earlier this year. Yeah. Right. So flopped big time. Right. Absolutely. Now Grove isn't pitching great straights right now. Uh, Julio Rios should be back next week. This time next week. By this time mm-hmm. next week. So this might be a one and done for Sheehan especially since the Dodgers have five games, as we'll talk about in a little while next week. But if he pitches well, Michael Grove hasn't, you know, cemented his spot, has he? I don't think. Not at all. And Noah Syndergaard, I mean, he's got
1: this blister, but they're saying he's going to be brought back slowly. Yeah. But it gives yeah. themselves some wiggle
2: room and some time to just kind of keep him on the shelf. Right. So I think that, I know we're getting a little ahead, we're just talking about she and maybe for tonight, but... I think you bid more than a one and done, but you don't bid that he's I mean you don't bid the rest of the season mm-hmm. you just you know, of course you know duh does Zola i I projected six starts in our database. I can see him getting ten. I can see him getting fifteen uh, mm-hmm. but I thought let's do six and let's monitor if he starts next week and it looks like he's gonna stay you know we'll we'll adjust but I don't think it's gonna be his only start this year but it could be his only start this month. Well put. I agree with you there and good strikeout
1: numbers for she, I mean, really good at double a 88 strikeouts in 53 and a third's innings this year did have some luck, you know, in terms of left on base percentage, 91.1%. But that's, you know, it's not all luck and that and the BABIP two eleven. So the indicators less rosy than his one, eight, six ERA, as you'd probably imagine. But, uh, the
2: indicator is still glowing. So yeah. What nice yeah, little option. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of apropos just in general, just you said something, right? Just in general, all these XFIPs and lock and LOB percentage and BABIP, they're all tested at the major league level. So yeah. All right. You, they apply to the minor leagues, but it may not be the exact, you know, the exact same. The defense is better. The lighting, some of the, you know, but it's not a—it's not an exact comparison. It's just something to keep in mind that they're still good to look at and to use as, as judgment, but they just they are not as tested as stringently as they are at the major league level. Oh,
1: definitely. And, you know, not everybody regresses to the mean immediately, you know. there's Right,
2: and uh, it's there's some kind of selective bias when, whenever you use MLEs, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it, the, the better, it's, it's overall how everybody has done jumping from this level to that level. Well, the better players are going to be better than the MLE, you know, so uh, projecting Sheehan kind of, I don't want to say broke the system. I mean, Vlad Gamera broke it. Uh, I, I did have to make some adjustments, manual tweaking to the numbers. I didn't just go straight translations. Uh, I had to calm down the walks, calm down the strikeouts. And, uh, and, and go from there. But, I mean, it's still a pretty promising projection. Yeah. In- innings are an in- issue. Um, yeah, and
1: especially if his control and command are there,
2: he can <laughs> me. run his pitch count up early and be out. Yeah, he, he hasn't even, – even pitching in the double-A, he hasn't gone deep into, you know, five innings, four and a third. The Dodgers, after that extra inning game last night, they could use some length. Yeah, I think they'll good be yeah you know, I think they'll be thrilled with five innings and, and go from there I don't know if they called up you know relievers to not not that the Dodgers would play those games with the uh with the reserve list would they but the uh I, no. I have to imagine the Dodgers may may must have done a move or two to uh replenish their bullpen well Emmett Sheehan
1: is on the board in rival fantasy and we'll talk a little bit more yeah. about that but he's <laughs> the over under there is only 8.71 tonight against San Francisco uh, spoiler alert that's going to be one of my picks on the over there uh <laughs> emmett sheen tonight <laughs> we'll get to that here in a bit but uh let's talk a little bit about the stake league pickups as we usually do now, todd right. todd is not part of this league but i like to bounce these off him and fab runs overnight thursday friday in this league so it gives us kind of an early preview of what sunday might look like and michael taylor he's kind of on his annual two-week heater here uh, he was actually the, the highest price pickup him and uh, kyle gibson both went for eight So uh, kind of a quieter week in terms of, you know, big names, still a lot of pickups, a lot of activity. But, uh, you know, over the last 20 games, Michael Taylor has five homers, 818 OPS. Nice run, but it is Michael A.
2: Taylor. Is he worthy of a mixed league active roster? spot? I was about to analyze him as if he's on Kansas City, which would have made me look bad. I was going, oh, they dropped Racky Bradley and the – but I, I, he's on Minnesota. So I did. I checked. My internet's fast. Uh, yeah, I you know mean, what? he's been in a, a huge in a,
1: beneficiary of them not playing Buxton in center. I mean, he's pretty right. much been an everyday everyday player.
2: Buxton is back. How mm. that shuffles, uh, you know, things now because they can't, the, the Twins can't use someone at designated hitter. Well, that can use Buxton. So I, I wonder if the playing time will remain the same. And Joey Gallo's now back. Mm. So. Uh, but, but when he's hot, he's going to play. What what was the bid? Eight dollars out of a hundred. It's kind of in the middle, right? Yeah. That's in the middle of a replacement for, until he stops playing. And although if it's from a team that hasn't bid very much so far, you know, go get him if you want him, go get him. So you know, it's fine. But as to I mean, streaks can stop at a dime, but streaks lead to playing time. Well, that sounds like a song uh i need. i'm to I, 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 I get tristan to sing that next time we're on a podcast he did break on a song at the end of the pot he did he did hum a few bars uh, he did sing a little bit at the end so i told him it wasn't I, requisite i told tristan it wasn't a requisite but at any point in time he feels like breaking onto the song uh he's he, he's he's more than welcome but anyway tristan's um, the man he's
1: one of my favorite people in the <laughs>
2: industry so
1: definitely go check that pot out if you missed yeah. it earlier this week
2: yeah, anyway, appreciate
1: him carving out a little
2: time to be on the show. He was actually on Justin Mason's spot earlier that day too. So oh uh, yeah, What's yeah. That? So that you know with spore. Um, so we found some other stuff to talk about. But anyway, um, nice. all right, let's move on. Well, Kyle Gibson. <laughs> Kyle
1: Gibson's got the Cubs coming up in Chicago, so he he was picked up there uh, again eight dollars on Kyle Gibson. Then uh, Edward Julian who, you know, back with Jorge Polanco on the I.L. Sounds like Polanco's issue is more extensive, more serious than uh, his prior uh, hamstring strain. So a lot of lower body issues for Polanco, and this one could keep him out
2: for a while, creating another window for Julian. Yeah, in the way Polanco's been on and off the I.L., even when he's, if he's back, who's to say? He could fall into a platoon role, or reserve role, I should say. Julian, you know, more attractive in OBP and points leagues, but if he's in for an extended amount of time, he'll start to chip in with some counting stats. Absolutely. Yeah, it's
1: that twins lineup has been kind of in rough shape lately. So I see him getting uh, quite a bit of playing time in the immediate future. So I, I could see that pick up there. Uh now Kyle Hendricks finally picked up for four bucks. This league was a little slow to come around to Hendricks, and you know, I was right there. <laughs> I'm skeptical. Uh, but he's been pretty good since returning. So uh I certainly see this at four. I you know, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, but I certainly could see that. Kerry Carpenter for I like, four. I don't even have to hear the number. I like that one. You like Kerry Carpenter? The well, contact- you know that was your uh Sirius XM. MLB Network Radio co-host Eric Holzman, who got Carpenter for four.
2: Well, there we go. All right, good, good for Eric. Um, Eric's kind of a good player, anyway. um he's pretty good. Yeah, I no, he, he's he's fallen a bit in Tau Wars, but he's he's, uh, he's 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 been doing well in Tau Daily. So you guys, cho- you guys chose well. Anyway, he hasn't um, won a TGFBI overall title yet. But no, getting, but he's getting there. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I, I I don't know where you are. But was it Eric Segrist that posted? There's like three in the top 12 right now. Yeah, uh, we're uh, running pretty hot this year, I'm So call me Masters ball this year because I am not in that group. I'm having <laughs> a rough TGFBI. James, James has to be the most consistent player in TGFBI. I, I mean, he's so, always man. in the top 20, it seems. Yeah, I've fallen outside the top 100, but 108 right now, second in my league hold not so, hope i could make it up uh, i just it's just i mean i'm going to grind uh, but i mean i cuz you know the whole league wants to finish well and stuff but it just was not my year in tgfbi anyway which is my main event so i'm kind of bummed but we'll keep we'll keep pushing um anyway as you were Oswaldo, saying Oswaldo cabrera scooped up here uh, i had him on my team earlier
1: so this is a one of my prior drops from this season he was picked up for 4 just some some struggles, but you gotta love that team context. And uh, I could see giving him a shot since you don't have to uh, eat those prior stats. I picked up Aaron Hicks. Talk about a heater! It seems like I don't know what it is. The Orioles, maybe it's their scouting. They saw something with Hicks, and man, he's been uh, playing really well for that O's team. So,
2: could it just be that he's a good player, and he just? New York was in his head. Yeah, it could be change I of mean, scenery. He's got
1: as many walks as strikeouts with Baltimore in 13 games, eight apiece. OPS over a thousand in his small sample there with the O's, but it's been just a monumental turnaround for him. And it seems like whatever it is, the coaching development, they found something and they helped him very quickly get. Get things turned around, so I, I had to drop. Well, I actually didn't drop Akil Badu, but I had to replace him in my lineup. So, uh, in comes Aaron Hicks at. Uh, that I works. Three dollars on Aaron Hicks. AJ Minter for three. He's gotten a bunch of saves lately. Uh, kind of surprising to me, but I mean, I guess you know they win so many games that they have some leftovers. And, you know, Russell Iglesias has battled injuries, so I I agree that A.J. Minter should at
2: least be rostered here. Yeah, because one of the things I do for ESPN is, like, on a day-to-day basis, follow what relievers need rest, et cetera, et cetera. cetera. Um, Minter got a save during uh, the doubleheader, which which helps. Uh, But you're right. There are – between usage patterns, he has been the guy, at least if it's a save today, he's needed. So it's kind of like Adam and Fairbanks if – as long as he's not your main closer or even your number two, he's a great number three. Because oh. people may be like, I, I picked up Minner at the beginning of the year. He's terrible. You're right. Check out what he's done lately. He's turned it around. Absolutely.
1: Nelson Cruz for two. He was another guy that I had dropped previously. Just uh, I was looking to upgrade a bench spot, and he had to go. So uh, Patrick Wisdom for two. I picked up Yanni Chirinos for two, dropping Ben Joyce. Tierno's uh, not really pitching a ton of innings but he's kind of pitching that bulk relief role where he's fallen into some wins so yep, yep. Um, yeah he's kind of guy who's just routinely on and off the mixed league radar and you know, he's back to being a blip on that radar certainly if you uh, especially in this type of league a 16 team league and probably in the main events too the guy you, you turn loose
2: yes no I agree um you, you manage it a bit but Tampa just puts their players in such great position.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have them like in the probable starters grid again, maybe they throw an opener in front of them. Maybe they do kind of a glorified bullpen day, but on those days, I think it will be Chirinos who continues to get, you know, three to five innings and scoops up some wins. He's going to be versus Kansas city next week. So that sets up really well. Uh, worse, year. worse than the Oakland A's, can't exactly. Is that what you were gonna say? That's what I was gonna say. That's absolutely nuts. <laughs> <laughs> good for A's fans, by the way. Turning out this week, uh, Ryan O'Hearn. What a weird little surprise! Another Baltimore find. Are you uh,
2: buying in? Would you even consider adding him to your waterfall, Ryan O'Hearn? He's left-handed, which is uh, you know still good in Camden yards. So if I happen to need a corner, is he el- No, he's not eligible in the outfield. Just corner, I believe. If I uh, if I need a corner, sure. I mean, I'm not against him. I'm not targeting him, but you know, sure. Yeah, it's
1: it's dangerous to go chasing these these hot roads. Well, we, this I one's mean, been going on for a
2: little while. Well, I guess the key is, and when and the answer is, we don't know. Mm. The question is, we don't know. Are the answers uh, Ryan Mountcastle and Vertigo? Could be back tomorrow, could be back in, or may not come back. You know, yeah. we, that's so tricky, it's, one, obviously. It's it is, and you don't you don't want to mess with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've we've you know a lot of times it's like you put in you know, it's vertigo. I'm not even gonna consider how many player will come back. Other times you may not hear from him there was a Nickasaski, you may not hear from him the rest of the year. So. Scott McGuff picked up for a buck, so he's back uh
1: kind of in good grace in the mix. Yeah, in the mix for fantasy players. And Mike talkman has been playing a little bit. So uh, he picked up for a buck. Matthew Librator for a buck uh, under the $0 pickups here. And we always have a bunch of them. Uh, Cole Irvin. Who, Jose someone K- lost a bet. <laughs> Jose Quintana. James picked up Hollywood Hogan Harris. Dropping Vinny Pasquantino. That's a tough one. Uh, shout out, Vinny P. We're, we're thinking about you, uh, Matt Vierling. Uh, this is a weird name that I don't even know. Darren Blanco. Oh, Darren Blanco. Oh, you Dairon should know. Blanco.
2: Yeah, uh, Kansas City. Uh, oh. Forty-seven steals in the first before he was called up. Going to so, play? Um, yeah, we have him
1: as a starter on the depth chart now.
2: Yeah, Um I know So this he's interesting in that. I want. I've been following him this week when he first called up. Uh, is he going to play every day? Edward is in his way. Is Edward Alvarez in anybody's way except his own? So I want to see. Perpetually uh, in his own way. Yeah. So Blanco, obviously speed to burn. Had like 14 homers. I mean, more than more than just a burner. He is someone to monitor for stolen base purposes. Absolutely. Very
1: interesting. Yeah, i uh fallen under my radar, but yeah. D-A-I... RON is that first name, and Blanco. Um, Yeah, with Kansas City in such rough shape, I agree with the logic of slotting him in as a starter and just so they can kind of see what he does. He's started uh, the past three
2: games and batting ninth in all three of them. Which, if you're looking for steals, that's not the worst. Hmm. Uh, Under the radar, Jackie Bradley, uh, it's Jackie Bradley Jr., they were playing him a little bit. So there's playing Hmm. time there for Blanco. I mentioned Oliveris. Uh, there's some inj- other injuries going on in Kansas City, so absolutely, if you need steals, keep him on your radar. Well, I'm glad we touched on him because that's a,
1: a sneaky one. shout out to Shannon McEwen for grabbing Darren Blanco on the cheap. Eh, it might not work out, but that's yeah. If you need speed, yeah, which we pretty much all do, that that makes some sense. Uh, Connor Norby. Uh, Picked up for zero. Yiner Diaz has been playing a little bit more with Jordan Alvarez out. Uh, Emmanuel Rivera, Dylan Carlson, Connor Siebold, and finally Nick Senzel. Go Reds. Uh, Picked up for zero. So another busy week, but not a lot of uh, star power on the waiver wire this week. Uh, That was last week with L.A. De La Cruz, Andrew Abbott and the like, A.J. Smith-Schauber. Not going to have that every week, but if you're still sitting on some fab, I do think there will be – you know, probably not another Ellie De La Cruz coming up, but, you know, I wouldn't get too – I wouldn't let that money burn too much of a hole in your pocket if you are still sitting on some. I think there will be some more good players to come up. Uh, I mean, we still have, what, maybe not 60% of the season, but what, it's like 59% of the season? Something, yeah. 58% of the season. Yeah,
2: three and a half, and a half months.
1: There's yeah, always going to be week.
2: some hot guy. Right, every week we say, you know, every week, we say, you know every week we say this is the last chance to spend your money, do it. And then someone else comes up. Is that Emmett Sheehan? Who's to say? But he's, he's somebody anyway. You know, and just you know, you mentioned Norby. And in NL Tout, there was no one I could pick up in outfield. I don't know him. I just – so I picked up Simon Lusietti because he's been pit, hitting so well in the minor leagues. So, it's, you know, I have to play him in my lineup. But, you know, who knows if he gets called up. And you, you mentioned um, – we had, we didn't he didn't mention uh, Matos was Matos already on a lineup Louis yeah, Matos Luis Matos was uh, rostered already.
1: Okay, that's a so. good one to to mention, yeah. I, right. I I scooped I looked at him and he was already stashed. Um so uh right. so, uh who yeah, I forget who that was, but somebody said scooped him up. Yep. As is uh, pretty traditional in this league where you can stash minor leaguers. You know who else is a little interesting?
2: Who's that? Um, is this a one or two catcher league? The state league, only one, and then two Util. All right, so it's not as interesting as it is a two catcher league. Jorge Faro has been called up at Colorado. I saw that. Yeah, I mean, there's a litany of catchers that we think are going to be Yogi Berra once they're, or you know, Mike Piazza once they get called up by Colorado. Uh, not many mm. have worked out but and edwin diaz or i'm sorry elias diaz has been really good he's been nuts at home yeah he's been great um he's been decent in the road so i just i mean maybe it's confirmation bias whatever you want to call it because i have on my al tau team and been sitting on him and i still get to get to use him um but i'm curious what alfaro can do with the rockies
1: same well good stuff there let's uh move on now to our rival fantasy segment let me get this logged here uh this timestamp, and we'll talk a little bit about rival but let me tell you uh bring you a word from them before we actually discuss tonight's over-unders rival fantasy is the fantasy platform reinventing the way daily and weekly games are played and they've brought the newest games to the ballpark this year the fantasy players won't find anywhere else rival fantasy's games include fantasy bingo Head-to-head player challenges and fantasy book, where users can select over/unders for two to five players. With games like this, daily fantasy has never been better. Right now, RotoWire listeners can get a fifty dollars protected first play. That means if you win your first play, you keep your winnings. But if you uh, if you win your first play, you keep your winnings. But if you lose your first entry, Rival Fantasy will fully refund you up to fifty bucks. Easy for me to say. Go to play.rivalfantasy.com slash sign up and use code ROTOWIREMLB at sign up. Deposit a minimum of $25 to get your first entry on rival protected up to $50. Now's the time to step up to the plate and become a rival today. Welcome to the arena. Mentioned that Emmett Sheehan's going to be, I think both of us are going to pick him tonight. And uh, that's because the over-under for the rookie making his big league debut is only 8 Points, seven, one points. So, I mean, you know, he doesn't even have to go four. In my opinion, <laughs> he's just right, exactly go, like three and two thirds, and not give up more than three or three runs, basically. So, uh, pinning hopes on on a youngster, but that that number is just so low. We talked about how you know some of these seem too good to be true, and then they burn you. Maybe right. That, well, that's... maybe that'll be one uh with Emmett in the night, but it's for me, I, I just have to attack that number. I do
2: too. And you know it's you gotta get two or three correct. So just because we get she right doesn't mean we're cashing, right? Yeah. So but uh yeah that you know I mean for those to put it in perspective for people that aren't aware it's akin to the DraftKings scoring. So a pitcher will typically get when he when he pushes, when he shoves 23, 24, 25 points a good outing of seventeen or eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, an inning, an inning's two and a quarter. A strikeout's like two points, so it's like almost it's like four points. Uh, if you get one strikeout an inning and pitch an inning, so what do you need to get eight points? Like I you need four innings without giving too much of that back.
1: Yeah, it just I mean
2: you never know with these youngsters. I was pretty exactly. sure that Gavin exactly.
1: Stone was going to be a, a stud, but. Uh, I think this one where you roll the dice because he is that over under is lower than a lot of uh, hitters over yeah. tonight. So, I'll take him. Who's uh, who's another guy you're going to roll with on rival tonight?
0: I
2: am going to go with uh. We, where should I start? All right, my riskiest. I think my riskiest pick, coming off his last out, especially is Kevin Gossman. Uh eighteen point eight five over the Rangers. It's the Rangers that are scary, obviously, but. Gosman has rebounded from poor starts before when he's on, it doesn't matter who he's facing. He's just good. So I think that number is a little conservative. So I will go with Kevin Gosman. I will probably do a thing where I, I use, uh, Sheehan and someone else and Gosman then Sheehan and someone else and someone other than Gosman, because there is some risk there. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Um,
1: Hmm. This is tough, but I'm gonna take, and I'm sorry to attack your Red Sox here, but you know, I've had Tanner Halk on some teams. He's been okay, but 18.16 against the Yankees just feels high to me. It is in Boston, and Boston is favored slightly at home against Domingo Herman and the Yankees. But uh, over under nine and a half runs. 18 point what was it, 18.16. Pretty much on par with Gaussman. That doesn't square with me, so. You know, I'm kind of having, you know, I'm trying to dig a little deeper with these, but it's <laughs> when something jumps out that just, you know, in my gut just screams, that's an incorrect number. I'm going to have to go with the gut for now until I have this boiled down to a more exact science. Can you tell me what
2: your Tanner Hauck uh, projection for tonight? I, I switched to the pitcher hitters. I'm calling up the pitchers now. Um, I'm, I'm kind of with you in that, even without knowing the exact number. More, you know, it's far easier to hit the under than the over because, yeah, I've been going go with right. a lot of overs and yeah, I, I, so like I have to so go right. Yeah, so many things have to go right. I got Tanner Hauck projected for 13 and a half. Oh, wow. Now, so, who knows? I mean, well, Zola's projection, you know, here's a grain of salt, try to figure out which is better. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that that's, that, you know, explain your under it makes sense. And that's someone I should look at now. My other, my other one that I'm kind of going really, that's that just seems way out of whack hmm. is is uh, Joe Ryan. Let's Joe Ryan it. at Detroit. Oh yeah, sixteen point three six. I think he's a twenty point pitcher. So hmm. my two like, st- you know, standard guys are going to be Sheehan and Ryan, and then I'll float a couple guys in because uh, the payout. Proportionally is the same if you pick two or three. It lowers if you pick four, which is why I won't choose four players. Because if I get all four right, it would have been better to do a three and a three as far as payout goes. Uh, just something you learn when you start to play a little bit more. But yeah, Joe Ryan over Detroit.
1: Yeah, that I mean, seems
2: it, real enticing. Maybe it's a trap, but I don't think Ryan's been that inconsistent. To yeah, be he's just concerned. got to. A...
1: Just got to get around Miggy.
2: Yeah, exactly right. He <laughs> hit his um, first
1: homer. Good, good yeah, for him. Yeah, but it, it yeah. just goes to show, like, as you get it that that age, oh, it's just so hard to play baseball. So I don't mean to pick on Miggy, but uh, yeah, saw so he finally had his first homer. He had what? He's
2: he fifteen. Be, a couple years ago. Yeah, he's he's taking things in. Str- I think he's enjoying himself, even though he's on a fundamentally on a on a victory tour, unlike Pujols last year, whose victory tour was also running around the bases all the time. Yeah, but yeah. I think, I think, I think Cabrera is sort of taking what I mean, he's kind of like the, you know, the wrestler, letting, letting the other guys go over. He's letting, he's, he's letting Spencer Torkelson go over, you know, I think, mm-hmm. uh, I think is what he's doing. He's uh, being a trooper and not taking the spotlight away from the people who deserve it right now.
1: Well, good stuff. Uh, yeah, join us over on Rival if you get a chance. It's a fun game, new and exciting fantasy games for your DFS players and you know somebody who plays a lot of season-long, primarily season-long. I've been having fun dipping my toes in here. Uh, before we move on, Lamont Williams had a question in the chat. Just wanted to touch on this real quickly. Uh, it is a question regarding uh, – David Fletcher, so we don't need to spend too much time on it. But if you're in a deep AL league or Gio Rochella I mean, looking like he may end up on the AL, would you consider picking up a guy like Fletcher? You you said you picked up a guy who, you know, is in the I minors. Mean, so, I mean, he's at least maybe on that. Uh, well, I guess Fletcher's well, he's on ber- oh, minor league bereavement. So,
2: yeah, I, I guess he's been playing pretty well. It's a crystal ball question, obviously. None of us know. I mean – it's a good, good insight, good call, good observation, but you know, none of, we don't know. I mean, yeah, hmm. he's playing well. And maybe, maybe that's the direction the angels going. I think they still want to compete. So I think they prefer, you know, not, they've got enough minor legals already. So I think, it's, yeah, I mean, I can't promise it'll work out, but it's good, good insight, good observation on your part to notice that that's a good possibility.
1: Yeah, you always try to look to draw those lines and, like, who could get the next opportunity. And, yeah, Fletcher has been hitting for average and showing good play discipline. You know, you're never going to get much pop out of him. That's the thing. And so yeah. I would pretty much only be interested if I were, like, Todd in that AL only where I just kind of Marty taking a zero, see what happens sort of thing.
2: It'd, it'd have to be an AL only uh, for me to be interested in David Fletcher. I mean, he is on fire right now is as much as one could be in the minor league level uh since may twenty seventh he's slashing five forty eight that's the average mm-hmm. okay five forty eight five seventy eight six ninety is that um, is that average good I think I think so yeah four point 4, 4. four walk rate two point two percent strikeout rate once he's fanned once once in this in this stretch I mean yeah, and he doesn't trigger much. Yeah, he's fanned once in his last uh, 45 plate appearances. Mm-hmm. I've fanned that many times. I don't play. So, I mean, yeah, no. So, yeah, nice, 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 nice call. Nice, you know. Real quick,
1: uh, Courtney Warner in the chat. Also, she missed or he or she missed the uh, Emmett Sheehan discussion. But wondering about tonight's start. We, we did talk uh, about that quite a bit. He's saying he's in an 18 points league. Eight team is a, uh, you know that's cut it pretty close. But if it's a points league and you got daily
2: streaming, I mean, why not? Unless you not have a well, limit limit exactly. on your transactions. That's that's, that's but, the that's yeah. the thing. I'm in an ESPN league ten team where you allow twelve starts a week. I don't yeah, that, know if I want him as to one to of take my twelve. Into account. Yeah, yeah in an eight team league, yeah, yeah, because uh, you're going to get whoever almost whoever you want, and he's probably as he mentioned probably going to go five innings, just because past experience with double A. On the other mm. hand, LA's bullpen is taxed after after last night. Yeah, so, you mentioned that earlier. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, whatever. If it's a fun league, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch him. That's for sure. But yeah. I think there's probably better options if it's a daily streaming league. Unlimited, sure, pick them up. Yeah, if it's unlimited, sure. But if you have a
1: cap, like I'm in a Yahoo league that has four pickups a week, probably not. But if you're it's
2: first come first serve, Wild West, just stream unlimited than strikeouts strikeouts should be high a lot of times you don't pick guys up because if there's a limit you strikeouts akin to strike points per nine that shouldn't be an issue san francisco strikes out um they're patient though that's the catch is the giants are patient and as we discussed she and let's see if he can throw strikes mm. yes yeah,
1: uh courtney added no transaction limits so yeah i think in points league i'd, I'd probably give it a roll See what happens. Because, um, you know, I can't really do you much harm unless he hangs like a negative 10 on you. But I don't think that's going to happen. All right. Well, Todd, let's move on to our two-star pitches for next week. Uh, let me get this time stamp logged here. 35-minute mark. We will uh, get rocking on these. If you're unfamiliar, 0-5 to five scale. 5 meaning turn them loose everywhere. 0 means hands off week of june 19th 2023 follow along with our MLB probable starters page Uh, one of the best tools in the fantasy realm uh merrill kelly eight and three 304 he's at milwaukee then at san francisco i'm not gonna go five but i think i have to go four just yep based on what you know the state of pitching and how well he's pitched he's solid he had a little bit of a blip but he's solid yeah, I mean that's it's about as you know oatmeal as it gets. But heck, I mean that'll that'll fill your your belly up. That's you know? <laughs> a terrible analogy, but uh, he's just kind of a, a guy that gets the job done, and there's nothing exciting. But he, uh, he fills you up. Uh, Ryan Nelson, he's on the verge of losing his rotation spot, and actually. Troy Lovella did not commit to Nelson making this next scheduled start. So, very tentative. I'm going to go zero here because, again, we just don't even know if he's starting one of these two.
2: No, I agree. I mean, they're on the road. I know Milwaukee's not crushing it, but on the road, I don't like that much. So, I'm going to go zero. Yeah. Now, Spencer Strider is going to be a five for me, but any any
1: concerns at all that we're seeing from Strider,
2: no? Uh, I tweeted it out this week. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but he's just been wholly unlucky. Mm-hmm. Like a 63% left on base. And uh, the strikeouts the, are through the roof. The FIP is still in the twos. So good. You, know, you can be both good and unlucky. Mm-hmm. So I am not I'm not concerned. And it's, I mean, I'm sure he's mixed a couple of meatballs in, and it's not all on misfortune. But take a look at the uh the underlying metrics, he's still fine.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. Now the Baltimore Orioles have two off days, so no two-star pitchers for them. And then your Red Sox, Cutter Crawford. Picked up in some leagues last week. Would you turn them loose here this upcoming week at Minnesota, at the White Sox? Cutter Crawford. Uh, we'll start
2: with him for Boston. I'm going to give him a one, but I don't want to call that a courtesy, but I'm not. I'm not thrilled with it. He has not impressed me as much as – I kind of hoped he would, maybe. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that Boston's still giving him a shot, but I have not seen enough from him. And I can't can't comfortably say, well, he'll get run support. Can't say that right now. Not out of this team. That's true. That's true. Um, Garrett
1: Whitlock, he's got that same two-step for Boston. I like him a little more, even though, you know, he does have slightly worse ERA. I trust Whitlock. More than I do uh, Crawford. But I still think I'm only going to give him one notch above probably at, at a two.
2: Eh, maybe I'll go three on Whitlock. Um, I think I'm with you there. I think there's potential for a couple of good outings, but he has not. He's not there yet. You know, you, you can't confidently say it. Three is fine. I mean, three are going to start almost always. You're just, you know, hoping for one good and one not hurting outing. Yep. yep. Um there, There's some great analysis, huh?
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> not, not, you're looking that.
2: for a not hurting outing. Oh, yeah. yeah that yes, was some, yeah. some sweet analysis. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All good. I'm sorry that I spaced on you. I was looking because I was looking ahead to the Cubs. I, uh, well, I'm looking ahead to the weekend game that isn't at their normal park yeah exactly
1: (laughs) i was because you know every time i see those two off days yeah yeah thursday friday is short series i'm like yeah where was that it is in london yep for uh cubs cardinals next weekend so i don't know anything about how the stadium plays i think they're supposed to play there in 2020 but the games were canceled remember the red
2: sox yankees game there was like 42 to 12 or something I don't remember. It, that. it was it was just ridiculous, and I don't know. Those all park. I just think it was just. But I hmm. think you know. I'm talking a little bit with Tristan about this because we're doing stuff for the weekend. We're expecting a hit. You know, we're expecting it to be a hitters, a hitters park.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, I don't really remember that series you're alluding
2: to, but I will take your word for I'll, it. It's it, it's in doubt. You know, it's it's in my brain because yeah, I'm B, sure he scored you're right. like you know, 420 runs in, in a three-game series. So, <laughs> anyway.
1: Well, uh, because they have that weird schedule in that uh, London series, no two-star pitchers for the Cubs. Now, for the Reds, Brandon Williamson, kind of interesting. I, I would love to just take advantage of the home versus Colorado, but then he's home versus Atlanta, and that, uh, to end the week, that takes away. The appeal quite a bit. So Brandon Williamson of the Reds, I'd consider him, but I'm, I'm only going to go with the one. Uh, not, I've liked what I've seen on occasion, but the K's are just too low. I I don't really, I don't think I've liked what I've seen. No, maybe I haven't. Maybe well, I haven't you, seen. he does show flashes like any pitcher does. You know. All right,
2: maybe it's one of those things where he has one inning a game, and I have you to watch win. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go zero, and I understand the Colorado game, but uh, he's giving a home runs, play. and yeah, – yeah. home runs, and yeah, no, I the strikeouts count, so I'm gonna go call uh, zero. All right, I got you down as a zero
1: for Brandon Williamson. Oh, what about Aaron Savali? Uh, pitching pretty darn well, and I've been using him where I have him. Uh, now I did take a loss. Let me look at his innings here. Uh, Yeah, before that, he'd been going five plus pretty easily. So Uh, he had some walk issues and was kind of inefficient, labored a bit against San Diego. But uh, Aaron Savali versus Oakland versus Milwaukee.
2: Tempted to go four,
1: but I'm going to go three.
2: I'm tempted to go two, but I'm going to go three. Hmm. The matchups, I think, warrant the three. I haven't seen him pitch enough, so I'm going to – I'll go three.
1: Yeah, I have not really seen Savali, but uh, aside from that last outing, the number's pretty darn impressive. Austin Gomber at
2: Cincinnati, home against the Angels.
1: No real reason to consider.
2: Well, so I'm against the Red Sox this week, and what you do is when you're pitching Gomber, if you don't get him in the first six innings, wait for the seventh because you'll get him. <laughs> oh, Wow. Just wait him out. Oh, they almost got swept. Gomber almost did it. Uh, yeah, but I'm going zero as well. And I mean, there was a time, I know Gomber became the joke because he was so bad that he was actually looking like he could be not terrible. Well, he's back to being terrible.
1: Now, Mike Clevenger is said to have avoided any structural damage in his arm, according to the Chicago Sun Times. So that's good for him. They're saying the best possible news, according to the report. But I do still expect him to. Uh, End up on the injured list. So we have Jesse Schultons in there right now. Tentatively, I'm gonna go zero, especially given how tentative that situation is. Agree. Yeah, no no sense of playing around. Yep. No. Uh Michael Lorendon's, you know, had some ups and downs, but I'm pulling for the guy as a you know, Reds fan, former Red. Um he's eaten a lot of innings for them, but he's given up six apiece his last two outings. They're letting him wear it, which is actually kind of good. At least you kind of know that he's gonna be, you know, throwing five to six, even if he doesn't really have it. Versus Kansas City, versus Minnesota, I'm gonna go two. I don't love it, but uh, at least you
2: trust the workload to be there. I mean, you said red You mentioned the Reds. I mean, there was a time he was the Reds' best center fielder.
1: Yeah, this I know. Is, I, legitimately,
2: it's how far they've come. Uh, they're beginning to get fun again. Uh, we we're talking yeah. to Tristan about that yesterday. I'm going to go three. I'm, I'm on I'm on Lorenzen's bandwagon. I don't love the Minnesota start, but I, I, I'm okay enough with it. Even with Buxton back to uh, to go three, and you know Kansas City, love that one. Absolutely.
1: Well, I got you down. I'm going to stay two, but I got you down as a three okay. on uh, Lorenzen. Hunter Brown versus the Mets at the Dodgers. Yeah, you know, I was thinking maybe going five until I saw the Dodgers. I mean, he's he's been pitching really pretty well, but um, I guess the K's a little down in his last couple outings. I'm going to go four. Uh, for somebody
2: else aside from the Dodgers, he might be close to a five. Yeah, I'd t- that's what I'm maybe going three because of that. In general, with McCullers out for the year now. I'm curious to see how the Astros yeah. manage Brown. I mean, they may not need him in the playoffs if the, everybody else is healthy, but they'll need him to get there. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, you know what? He's 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 earned it. I'm going to go four. Uh, I thought you were building up to a five there, but yeah. Oh no no
1: no 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 no
2: no no no. Yeah, you you keep five. I mean,
1: nice special.
2: No, it's hot. The heat's getting to me, but I'm not going five. <laughs> uh,
1: Jordan Lyles, Daniel Lynch, I. We talked about how they're now the worst team in baseball record-wise, worse than the Oakland A's, and uh, neither of these pitchers really does anything for me. Can't see a case in a mixed league, so I'm going to go zero
2: on uh, both of these guys, Jordan Lyles and Daniel Lynch. One of those four starts is going to be good, but that's not enough to make it anything more than a zero. Yeah, oh, you're playing with fire there. It's just you know, weird. You know, Julio Tehran could be pitcher of the month. That's how weird things are. No two-star pitchers for the
1: Angels. They have two off days and the Dodgers also have two off days, so we're we don't have the youngster Emmett in there. Actually, currently Emmett Sheehan is getting called up today. We actually have him heading
2: back, so well, uh, but this is just a best guess with two off days. He's he's doing me Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. If he if he pitches well tonight, would you be shocked if he took Groves' spot? Not at all. I mean, Groves... So, son it's, not a two, it's not a two-starter. Yeah. But um, I think it's interesting, you know, for bids, for bids this week in in Fab, he's going to be eligible because he's pitching today. All right, if he's sent down right away, and he might be, that's a good hint, right? Because yeah, kind of just suggested the Dodgers need bullpen arms. So, yeah, if he's not sent down that means they're at least considering them for Grove. Yeah, a lot will depend on performance tonight. But, yeah,
1: I think by tomorrow's game, if they haven't made a move prior yeah, to Saturday's yeah. game, that'll be yeah, really telling. Yeah, Because yeah. they don't swap him out for a fresh arm, that would almost right, yeah. certainly mean that he's going to stick around for another start. Uh, so Clayton Kershaw, again, tentative with the off days. But uh, at the Angels versus Houston, he's been pitching like five. But these are four. He's been pitching like a five, but these are three
2: matchups. I think I'm only going to go four. I'm I'm not. I'm going to go five. Um, Houston is just not Houston, and they're they're yeah, now out, out. They're they they do not have Alvarez now. Good point. So I'm 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 going five now. We're at the point of the season with Kershaw where all right, he's only going to start twenty games. Well, maybe starts twenty four, and maybe starts twenty six. We're starting to we're starting to get. You know, I don't know if it's false hopes but maybe he manages to avoid injury. He's gotten hurt late in a couple of years. So let's not get too over our skis. Well, before
1: we move on to the rest of the two star pitchers for next week, let's pause briefly to throw to a brief word from our blue wire sponsors.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. right now get up to 60% off your Babel subscription at com slash blue wire that's 60% off at babbel.com slash blue wire spelled b-a-b-b-e-l dot com slash blue wire rules and restrictions apply
1: All right, we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link and Todd Zola. For those of us on the live stream, thanks for bearing with us there. Uh, brief pause, and we are back to grade the rest of these two-star pitchers. Uh, Edward Cabrera of the Miami Marlins, he and Yuri Perez both line up for two. Perez, man, versus Toronto, versus Pitt. He might – I'm not going to go five, but I'm going to go four on Perez. Um Jordan Cabrera is the tougher call. Yeah, home starts. Toronto's been a little iffy. Hmm. Let's hear your grade for Perez while I figure
2: out the landing spot on Cabrera. Um, I'm gonna go for... Uh, you know, there was a there was you know, there was talk that he would be back in the minors, but mm-hmm. injuries, etc. He's at least. At least up for this week, and it could be, you know, with Trevor Rogers, we're not sure when he'll be back. Now, are we sure that Rogers won't be back next week? Isn't he on the sixty-day?
1: Yeah, I thought they were
2: sending him for another. Yeah, Yeah. so yeah, because he hurt his non-throwing shoulder. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Perez gets at least uh, this week, Well, well, next week. But I mean, Braxton Garrett isn't pitching terribly. Uh, so you don't go to a six man. I don't think so. That's going to be interesting. I mean, cause Cabrera is the interesting one because he was cruising and I thought he was going to do great against Seattle this past Mm -hmm. start, but Seattle got to him and cost me a couple shekels, I believe on rival, but anyway. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy who shows
1: flashes and you get tantalized, but then the home runs, the walks, I'm going
2: to only go one on Cabrera. I got to go more than that. I mean, I, I have. To, I'm going to go three. Wow. Uh, I, I'm just not. I'm not going to let that one start against Seattle sway me too much because he was. He was. He was pitching really well. I was more concerned about the blister than I was about the Mariners. Turned out that was I chose poorly. But no, I. I think that. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's Cabrera that gets sent down or maintenance demotion, if you will uh for Perez to stay up and that the team kinda jumps between the two of them checking their workload uh as as we go but I yeah I I just even the Kansas City start wasn't great but with the strikeouts and walks but I think I think Cabrera is all right. Let's just say three and move on before I change my mind.
1: All right, I got you. There. <laughs> uh Corbin Burns is a five, right? I mean no no question that no he's washed Oh, yeah. He's totally washed. Cut him. Cut Corbin. Uh, No, don't do that.
2: Velocity isn't quite there, but, yeah, no, he's – I mean, he's fine. Now, Pablo Lopez
1: and Bailey Ober are the two-star guys for Minnesota this week with them playing seven. Uh, It's going to be versus Boston and at Detroit. So, kind of like these for both. I think I'm going to give them both fours. Ober's pitched a little better in terms of run prevention. But uh, yeah, I think
2: they're both fours. I agree. I I wanted to go five for Lopez, but he hasn't. He's been in a bit of a rut. He's emerging, but he went through a bit of a rut there, that kind of went under the radar. So I'm gonna I agree with fours. Man, things
1: have gotten rough for Max Scherzer and the Mets, and he kind of is embodying their struggles as a whole uh, at Houston, at Philadelphia. Now you mentioned Houston isn't Houston right now, especially down yard on Alvarez. This could be a get right week, even though these are a couple of tough matchups uh, still on paper. I think, I think I want to go four. I, I mean,
2: it is Max Scherzer, and so I can't really go lower than that, right? Right yet. Yeah, the fact that we're even just not saying five and moving on, yeah, is telling unto itself. Yeah, that's probably the most telling thing. Though. I think we are at the point, though, where we have to think about it. And if we have mm. to think about it, he probably deserves the four. But we're trying to think of why not. So why not You know, try to tuck ourselves out of it? So I'll just go with the four because I, yeah. Garrett Cole's a five.
1: That's an easy one. Uh, yeah. Terzo used to be there, but he's not at that five and move on territory anymore. Uh, now, here's an interesting one. Uh, he's 1-6 with a 7-5-5 five, five ERA, but I have a feeling Luis Medina could be on some, some uh, fab list this weekend um, because he gets Cleveland. And Cleveland offensively, I guess they've kind of heated up, but still a team I want to pick on. At Cleveland, at Toronto. Uh, now the walks are really troubling. And he's given up a ton of homers. Man, those homers are brutal. Although he hasn't given up any in his last three. I was going to say, check out early. Yeah. I mean, he, he was he was brutal early. Yeah, he hasn't given up a home run in his last you know, 11 and two-thirds, three appearances. So He is a tough bet in terms of innings, though. So I'm only going to go one, but that's kind of representative of him maybe
2: being – the last guy on a list or two this week. I'm gonna I'm I'm going zero. You mentioned the uh, you mentioned Cleveland. The problem, I mean Cleveland doesn't score, hmm. but they don't strike out either. And that, yeah, that that hurts you as far as fantasy goes. So um I mean you maybe you don't get the eight run, you know, disaster start, but you don't get strikeouts. I'm I'm gonna go zero, but I do think there is something there with Medina. I just I'm not ready to use him on my roster yet.
1: Yeah, that's fair, totally.
2: I would be reluctant to as well, but
1: maybe points league or another situation where you roll the dice. Uh, Ranger Suarez versus Atlanta versus the Mets. couple home starts. He's mm. just going to get matched up opposite Strider, at least tentatively, in that first outing Tuesday. Uh, man, he's been pitching really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow.
2: I didn't realize how good Suarez is. Yeah, had I was wondering lately. where you were going with that because he yeah. has been really well good lately.
1: A 1 3 5 ERA was his last four starts. And yeah, routinely and giving, giving some points. length too. Yeah. Uh, so, wow. Okay. That, uh, that changes the equation a little bit. I think I'm going to go. Man, I, I'm going to go three. I was tempted to go four after really looking into how
2: well he's been pitching lately. I'll see your three and raise you at a four. Yeah, you're going four. Yeah, maybe it's because I uh, happened to watch him pitch last week and a little biased there, but I think he's – yeah, I'm going to go four.
1: Now, here's kind of an interesting name, a guy who made his debut on Wednesday, Osvaldo Beto. So he pitched for uh, Pirates and took the ball against the Cubs, went only four innings, but only one earned run, six Ks, three walks. Um, I think this is tentative, but I, I didn't see a roster move with him, so – uh, I would imagine he does stick around. Him and Oviedo are the two two-star pitchers. They're going to be versus the Cubs at Miami. I mean, Beto
2: probably a zero, but a guy I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah, I'm kind of Riley smiling because I had him projected this season, and every week I would send my stuff in ESPN. And there's no, there's no ID number. There's no ID number. So when he pitched last week, I, I emailed like, I need an ID number. <laughs> and they're like, we have it. So um, it's kind of, you know, I sometimes I just have to amuse myself. Sorry. Hey, you're ahead of the curve, Todd. Yeah. Well, I took him off my projections after a while, too, though. <laughs> anyway, the point am I, I'm, I'm right, I don't have the same feelings as I do. I, I mean, their feelings are stronger with Oviedo than they are with Medina. But I think there's, I mean, I'm not the, of course, I think more people are saying it. I think there's something there with Oviedo. I'd like to see if he uh, you know, can mature into something a little more consistent. But, man, I mean, if I'm in a frisky mood on Sunday night setting my lineups, I can't say three. I'm going to say two with Oviedo.
1: Yeah, I landed on two as well. But a guy who will certainly be on some waterfall. Yeah, I, do, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Michael Waka, what a story he's been. 289 year right now at San Francisco at Washington. Are you willing to go five?
2: No. i not I'm, yeah, I'm no. not. I mean, yet, and but... his ERA since the being of last year is like a, a tad over three. Uh, but he's like Hendricks and Strowman and they're they're how do you keep saying that? I mean, last night the, the Chicago uh shop uh, John Shabby would have um something like you know, Strowman has to be one of the leading candidates to start the All Star game. Like Are you kidding? Boog Shambi. I'm (laughs) like, are you kidding? Wait a minute. He's probably right. I mean, it's still going to be somebody else. But if you're Gus going by the numbers, it's Strowman's right there. Uh, So, anyway. um, But hey, we're talking about Waka. I think he deserves a four at this point, especially with the matchups. But he still pitched to contact and just, you know, doesn't hurt himself.
1: Yeah, not a five-level pitcher, but He's kind of solidified himself in that four range for sure. Uh, George Kirby, I want to give a five, but at the Yankees, at Baltimore, man, I, if my heart says five and my head says four, um,
2: I think I'm going to go four. I and I am too, and it's because I what I alluded to a minute ago, strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Love them as, you know, strikeouts are a category. And all right, two starts he could get double digits combined, but, you know, he, last game he struck, last game he fanned a bunch of guys, right? I think. Uh, But in general, it's not even close to a battering inning. Uh, Yeah. He did strike out
1: 10. Wow.
2: Yeah. Right. It's 71 and 80 and two thirds. There was a time where Felix Bautista had more strikeouts than Kirby. Mm -hmm. Then Bautista got almost a week's worth of rest, but that's where it was is that Bautista had more strikeouts than Kirby. All right. I'm going to go four. But and it's it's mostly because he just doesn't get the strikeouts to warrant a five.
1: Yep, I'm with you there. Now, Alex Cobb, I'm going to go hmm, for San Francisco. I think I want to go four there. He's versus San Diego versus Arizona, so two home starts for Cobb. So I think I want to put him on that plane as well uh, as a four, and then Disco Anthony DiScalafani. He'll be a notch below. Uh, I think was
2: a three for me. I don't. Maybe because I burned burned by him a few times, and I'm going to go two with Descalfani. Ah, oh, good parks though. Uh, not I'm uh, I'm going to go three on both. Cobb Cobb yeah. Cob has not been the, you know, he's been he's really really good, but he's unlucky. His skills have been down a bit. So I mean, good to not, point out. Yeah, not a batter in inning. He hasn't he hasn't fanned a batter in inning. And the walks is still kind of like a three and a half to one ratio, but all right, four for Cobb, three for Desclafani. Okay, so that's what I had too. So okay, yeah, yeah it, uh, it looks sense. like the hit rate's a little unlucky for Desclafani after uh, Cobb.
1: No two star pitchers for St. Louis because uh, again they have those two off days and then the London uh, series at the end of the week. Uh, Tyler Glass now versus Baltimore. Oh, I'm sorry, I clicked through accidentally. Versus Baltimore, versus Casey, I think I'm gonna go five. I mean, with these matchups, I know Baltimore is no pushover, but he's going five plus routinely. It is Tyler Glass now. You've, you know, you take advantage when he's healthy and right. He's well, not White he Peak
2: Glass now. Yeah, but he's getting there. I think you have to go five. I agree. What about Andrew Heaney at the White Sox at the Yankees?
1: As a lefty, the at, well, no, no. As a as a lefty, in the Yankee Stadium, that's not as bad. Um, I don't know. What say you? I'll, we'll go with you first on Heaney.
2: Yeah, he's he hasn't even pitched five innings the last two games, and the other game was five. He was on a run. He was on a on, you know three straight, four straight quality starts, and he it, it, you know it's five out of six, he was on a on a who's cruising. Uh, he's in a bit of a rut. Um, I don't want to go. I don't want to go too overblown with the rut, but uh, I'm going to go four, which may okay. be which may be overblown with the rut, but no, no. Well, that's that's ignoring the rut. I'm going to go four. I'm going to go three, but yeah, I see it. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from too. I'm right? going to go four. I
1: see both sides of that, uh, Br- Jose Barrios. You say Kikuchi at Miami versus Oakland. Man, that's. Pretty nice and a nice little rebound year here for Barrios. He kind of does this where he, you know, one guy one year and another guy the next. But um, man, him and Kikuchi, I don't know that they're fours, but they're up. They're scratching the
2: fours. Um, Miami and Oakland. I'm gonna go Barrios four, Kikuchi three. Miami and Oakland. Miami and Oakland. I'm gonna go four. Yeah, Barrios had a weird. Story. I wrote about it in the uh, Todd's takes. Didn't have any strikeouts through, through four innings. Mm-hmm. But yet, he, he retired all 12 batters. Then he struck out the guy in the fifth. He ended up with like seven strikeouts because he fanned like seven over the final, three and a third. So, it was kind of a weird outing. Or five, 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 five over the past, you know, five strikeouts in seven and a third. That's not so good. Well, you got five strikeouts in the last three innings. So, I don't know. it's just kind of a weird outing. So, it happens when you watch a game. Right, and you, and you just you, especially when you watch it, knowing you're going to write Todd's takes the next day, which you don't. Which you don't do because you don't write Todd takes. You could do Clay's takes. Uh, Clay's calls. I do that. No, Clay's calls. That, that's that's imitating Colette's calls. Uh, mm. You know, yeah. You know, Clay's what? All right, whatever. Um,
1: I have to Lee, think of link's, something
2: creative. Yeah, links. Uh, uh, whatever. Um, this is why you don't. This is yeah, links
1: legions. Yeah, there we
2: go. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I did my Something. thing by thinking. I, I came up with the Z file, so I'm upset with the names of these things. Anyway, oh, that's a good one. That's um, a damn good one. Yeah, I, did, I don't know. D V R had like a whole litany of names. Like the company was trying to think of names for the file the, the, the column. And like he's like, These all suck. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I got one. Anyway, um Kikuchi. That's a good one. Oh, Kikuchi. All right, these, these these I'm gonna go three with these matchups. I gotta Whoa. go three. Yeah, I got
1: Burrios for Kikuchi three. So it sounds like we're in lockstep there. And then finally for the Nats, Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore. A couple of bright spots for
2: this team overall. I mean, did, tough did you, season, but did you write and or read the last note we had on Gray? Uh, I didn't write it, but what it is it? Uh last game he threw 26 sweepers or something wow. like that. 18 in the point all, oh, but that it's kind of like he. That's not one of his pitches. He had thrown like four, you know. So I think it's kind of any 18 for strikes, four for swinging strikes. I, I, it's, it's obviously worth monitoring. Uh, but I, hmm. I kind of like that. And I don't hate these matchups. Um, to so like, I'm, I'm only going to go three, but I, uh, this could be an interesting week for Gray because if, if this, if this, if this has any traction, this, this, this sweeper, um, I like I'd like to see it. He could you you know use that take the little momentum, and have a strong second half. I'd be interested. We're close enough. We can say second half now. Ugh. Yeah, we are getting to uh. that
1: point. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go three on both those guys as well. Are you yeah. going three okay. for yeah. both
2: Gray yeah. and Gore? But yeah. I just want to point out Gore. I mean, it was a good note that we had about those sweepers. I think it's worth checking to see if he continues along those lines. That's kind of like a good. That's like an Eno thing. I'd like to have Eno's take on that.
1: That was uh Gray who had the sweepers, right? Yep. Not Mackenzie Gore. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, good stuff. Let me uh let me get this final timestamp jotted down. 105.30. We will recap our two-star pitcher grades here. Send you off into the weekend. All right. Two start pitchers for the week of June 19th, 2023. Merrill Kelly, four. Ryan Nelson, zero. Spencer Strider, five. Cutter Crawford, one. Garrett Whitlock, three. Brandon Williamson, I say one. Todd, zero. Aaron Savali, three. Austin Gomber, zero. Jesse Schultons, zero. Michael Lorenzen, I say two. Todd, three. Hunter Brown, four. Jordan Lyles, zero. Daniel Lynch, zero. Clayton Kershaw, I say four. Todd, five. Yuri Perez, four. Edward Cabrera, I say one, Todd, three. Uh, Corbin Burns, five. Pablo Lopez, four. Bailey Ober, four. Max Scherzer four. Garrett Cole, five. Luis Medina, I say one, Todd, zero. Ranger Suarez, I say three, Todd, four. Osvaldo Bido, zero. Johan Oviedo, two. Uh, Michael Waka, four. George uh, George. Kirby, four. Alex Cobb, four. Anthony D. three. Tyler Glass, now five. Andrew Heaney, I say three. Todd, four. Jose Burrios, four. Yusei Kikuchi, three. Josiah Gray, three. And finally, Mackenzie Gore, three. Well, great stuff, Todd. Thank you for everything. As always, uh, anything else you want to mention? Anything else on your mind?
2: Oh, there's a lot on my mind, but I, we we need to, the FCC may not like it. Peter Schenke may not like it, so I won't I won't share what's on my mind. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, we mentioned the two podcasts that I did earlier this week with Fred. Fred was a lot of news, but still fun to talk to Fred. If you want to check yeah. it out, Tristan was mostly just rapping about stuff in general, uh, not you know kind of evergreen. So check those out. I don't have a I don't have a tout table out yet, uh, but I think I'm going to ask because I asked. Christian, I asked Fred, and I think I asked Spore this week. Because I'm kind of curious what people's takes are. Where people are with the state of the game, with the clock, with the shift. And both as a fan as in an analyst, are we at the point yet where we can start thinking about things for fantasy purposes over the, you know, how we want to manage? So I think that might make an interesting tout table question. So I think I'm gonna put that up. I'm gonna give homework over the weekend. Sorry but I think that's what my tow table is going to be.
1: Yeah, it sounds good. I've kind of heard some polarizing opinions on that. Like some people aren't really thrilled that the games are only, you know, two hours and 10. Well, I mean, I'll I'll just,
2: I'll just do the spoiler. I wrote about it in Todd States. So what? uh, Rotowire.com slash free or slash pod slash pod slash pod that will get you the, uh, a free trial. So, uh, No credit card, so it's not recurring fees. Check it out. Check out uh, Clay's rankings. James Anderson just updated his top uh, 400 dynasty Dynasty rankings. All sorts of stuff out there. And if you play football, uh, Jeff Erickson's rankings are now fresh, and we're really heading out into the football. So check it out for a week. I have a feeling you will be giving us your credit card number when you're done.
1: Yeah, give us a shot, and uh, we'll try to earn your business. So yeah. yeah, you can give us a look and then you decide we won't automatically charge you or anything. All right, great stuff, man! Thanks so much, Todd, and uh, thank you all for stopping through and hanging out with us. Catch you next week on the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast.